In Texas, a man is beaten to death while delivering wood after the recent Arctic blast that covered the state. Mm. We have the details on that. And in Colorado, human body parts are discovered while new homeowners start cleaning out their house. And seven giant tortoises are found dead. Is there a crime? Mm. Mike's going to tell you the details on that so these stories and more coming at you today thursday january 25th on real life real crime daily and i'm jim chapman and i'm woody Orton. and i'm mike agavino first thursday i didn't have any song for thursday that i could reference (laughs) (laughs) i tried to think of some thursday Thursday, songs but hmm, i don't know if there is a one you got your billy goat hat on again yeah did you order me a billy goat hat yet you can have this one well I picked it up personally. You got a little. You got. You got a little nugget. I got a big nugget. I, I, I was one of the last guys to get like that to get helmet helmets. I was dead football. I, was, I got seven like five eight seven and a half. Yeah. Well, that's a little. Which one was one, bigger? One, seven five eight. So I think was the. I was never was any good at fractions. So we, had, <laughs> yeah, we had we had big both had big nuggets. So that's an extra large hat. Well, I mean, it's adjustable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Looks good on you. I wouldn't take your hat. Yeah, it's not fitted. I'll get you one next time we go shopping. Miss the Billy Goat. Me too. All right, so let's get down to some true crime time. Boy. So there was no Thursday song? Thursday. No Thursday song. <laughs> we make up our own. We're going to start in Texas. How about Thursday, that? Thursday. Somebody sent us a Thursday song. Somebody sent us a Thursday song. A 51-year-old by the name of Scotty Jackson. He was a hardworking man who loved his grandchildren more than anything. Well... Good for for you, Scotty. He's been killed. Uh, Oh, not good for you, Scotty. Uh, Scotty was beaten to death Saturday, January 13th, while delivering firewood to a homeowner in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Christanzas Amandi, 27, was arrested and faces a murder charge in the death of 51-year-old Scotty Jackson. He was naked when naked when he was randomly attacked. Meaning Jackson. Jackson yeah. wasn't naked. The person that attacked him was naked. Let me make that's, that clear. In a witness, the homeowner uh, saw all of this. They were unloading wood from a U-Haul. And this guy comes out of nowhere. He's holding a key. When he approached the two, he says, this is my house. I have the key right here. And, and he's naked. And he's naked. Okay. Uh, both Jackson and the homeowner, they Look at this guy, and they're like, man, you need to get out of here. They tell him to leave, and that's when the suspect picked up a piece of wood and immediately struck Jackson in the head with Oh, that hurts. Jackson chopped and delivered wood on the side to make extra money, and with Texas getting the cold weather, obviously, that it had, uh, he was making sure everybody was stocked up with firewood. Jackson's daughter said she was trying to convince Jackson to get out of the cold and come home early. Uh, when he called her Saturday evening, he just said, hey, I'm, I'm making this last drop of firewood, and then I'll be home. Uh, she was going to pick him up at the U-Haul rental center where he would rent this U-Haul to deliver this wood uh, around 10 p.m. On Sunday, she hadn't heard from her father for several hours, so she went to the police department uh, to find out. Has something well, happened? I haven't heard from him. After seeing the article Sunday night reporting the assault, she contacted the medical examiner's office, and they confirmed that the victim was, in fact, her mm. father. 
and, Mr. Jackson. And if he said the medical examiner's office, he had to be dead. Right. right. For the homeowner who was helping Jackson unload the truck, uh, the experience was also traumatizing, and the events leading to the assault quickly unfolded. Uh, the homeowner said, I just thought he was a person that was in trouble after he pushed me back and then struck Scott. That's when I knew we had a problem. Uh, so Amandi hit the witness with his on his arm with the firewood. The witness was then able to block the firewood with his arm, and Amandi swung at him a second time. Fearing for his life, he ran and locked himself inside the home in an attempt to get away from the suspect. The witness called 911 and watched in terror as Amandi continued to hit Jackson several times and then dump a wheelbarrow on him. Amandi then walked over to a nearby Airbnb where police said he was staying before he was found and arrested by officers. A woman staying in another guest room at that Airbnb told police Amandi threatened her and appeared to be under the influence of an Mm -hmm. unknown substance. Imagine that. Uh, you could have told me that. Uh, Amandi remained in jail and or remains in jail with a bond set at three hundred thousand wow. dollars. So yeah, this guy's out there. He's delivering firewood, which hustling uh, his family. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a pretty big business when it's cold yeah, like absolutely. this. You can make some money absolutely. selling firewood on the side. Absolutely, and I used to do that as a kid. And this guy's staying at an Airbnb, so he's right next door. He's traveling. He's, I mean, they're generally not, uh, not cheap. Pretty expensive place to, uh, to be, and exits the Airbnb naked and just attacks the guy with. I mean, that's you, just crazy. You remember the uh, story we did about the Airbnb that was the drug dealers and the prostitutes were using? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, I don't, I'm not saying that was that, but very bizarre. Um, yeah, he had to be on some kind of just bad that. trip, man. Yeah, right? Somebody must have smoked naked with a key out. Some of that synthetic weed. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, hated for him and his grandkids. And yeah, his me family. too. It's Sorry. horrible. All right, let me take you to Grand Junction, Colorado. And authorities confirm that human remains discovered at a recently sold home consisted of. A head and hands. Oh, I read about this. Ooh. The body went. Deputies were summoned to the home uh, over a suspicious incident. The newly purchased property was being cleaned when the human remains were discovered. Investigators believe this is an isolated incident. And there is no ongoing threat to the community. And but it's naturally, it's being characterized as a homicide because you don't chop off your own body, right? The autopsy by the Mesa County Coroner's Office occurred yesterday and has confirmed human remains found are human head and human hands. It was further noted that the office will have no other additional information until further testing is finished, citing that these type of tests take time. Video footage from the scene showed investigators wearing hazmat suits. Um, a neighbor, Sam Troister, said had the previous residents of the home moved out in the morning and the new owners arrived later to clean up the place. Turns out the new owners of the house posted online that they were looking to sell a bunch of the garbage that was left behind, scrap metal and things that people could repurpose. Um, And there was a deep freezer that was posted up for grabs. Troister added that the people who dropped by to pick up the freezer visited her home and asked if they could use her bathroom. 
I let them in and cautiously, I was like, what's going on? And they continued to tell me they opened the freezer to empty it so they could transport, and they saw a head fell, fall out, a human head. Jesus right? Christ. Sheriff's office uh, appealed to the public to reach out to authorities with any information about the case because they don't know shit. But I guarantee they're going to be looking at the other homeowners. Mm. Well, uh, who uh, I read that story, and the, the other homeowners had moved out that morning. Right, right. And the, and the, the new people that afternoon. So when you're moving out that morning, yeah, and you might just this. go, hey, you know that person we killed and yeah, put in the... We've, free- we've done these stories before. And people move out of the houses and leave dead bodies in, in the ice boxes and shit like that. I mean, I don't, <laughs> How does that, that should be a dumb criminal story. Well, I she mean, business our, our, left the head in the cooler when she it was in a. Well, but that was a present yeah, for it was a present for the mother. Yeah, she she left it for the mom to see. But yeah. but but no, this is oh damn it! I t- I knew we forgot something, yeah, Lily. Yeah. We, yeah. Uncle yeah. Uncle Charlie's head and hands yeah. are still in the we freezer. Got his body there. They probably ate the body. Ooh, oh. ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Bizarre. Yeah, I want to see chapter two of this because yeah. somebody's gonna get. What's the story with the people who sold Probably they were the residence? Getting somebody's government check after they died. Yeah. Grandmas or somebody. Could be, could be, could be. What's your favorite animal at the zoo when you go to the zoo? You guys have a favorite that you want to see? A zoo? Yeah. You know, you Not go. a water park, a zoo. A zoo. A zoo, <laughs> I like to see a. Um, I don't know. Stump Woody. Well, he yeah. doesn't like the zoo. He I, mean, I like the tigers zoo. and shit, but I like to watch monkeys act a fool too. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. I like the giraffes. Giraffes, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. cool. I think they're just an awesome. I like elephants. Zebras also. Elephants. Zebras are amazing. Elephants are smart. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, psychoanalysis you do on people, and that's one of the most key questions in psychoanalysis is what. Animal, and so I'll, I'll go home and tell you guys what yeah. it means that you, <laughs> that you chose that, those <laughs> animals, which I, I think is very bad for both of you. I'll go ahead but, and tell you, Tiger, if you like tigers, <laughs> and you're stuck. Well, my kids, for whatever reason, my kids always love those giant tortoises. Um, I, I think one of the big things is that they live so long. It's such a, a, a different thing yeah. to see an animal that who has a lifespan that's two or three times right. what, what yours is. There aren't many of those yeah. on uh, They don't really do Earth. a lot there. Well, I, I think that's part of the attraction is they don't, they, they can't run there. away yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't really scare them. The handlers are able to do a lot of things with them, yeah. you know, cleaning them, brushing their teeth. I mean, they do all kinds of stuff with them. Yeah, I don't know. Job I, really um, have. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But um, why did I get into that? Oh, I got into that because I have a story. That involves tortoises. There you go. That's why. Is it a crime story? <laughs> do you know? Yes, it is a crime story. Right. Uh, do you know what a like a group of tortoises is called? A group of tortoises. I would say a, um, a flock. A wolf pack. <laughs> it's called a, a wolf cre- pack. It's called a creep. A creep? A creep, a creep of tortoises. C-R-E-E-P. A creep. Um, it's called a creep. And in the case I'm about to share with you, we're going to go to the Ashclist Forest. You know what a... Um, flock of crows is called a flock of crows. Mm-mm. A murder. <laughs> look, it, look it up. It's the truth. <laughs> okay. Buzzards. If you said you buzzards, I no, would have said I, probably I'll, murder. I'll go, I'll go ahead. I'll okay. Google it for you. There can be very few things more creepy than the sudden appearance in Ashcliffe Forest of seven dead Aldabra tortoises. 
more than 5,000 miles from their native home on the islands of the Indian Ocean. Ashcliffe is near Exeter. It's about 150 miles southwest of London. A police. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt and breaking news. Uh, a group of crows is called a murder. A flock of crows is called a murder. It says a group. That's true crime related. There you go. I'll be there. Okay. There learn right about there. creeps and learn about murder. Okay. So Ashcliffe, where they found these seven uh, tortoises, is about 150 miles from London. Uh, a police investigation is underway while the neighboring village of Broadcliffe has been gripped by speculation over how the reptiles perished transforming the sleepy forest into a major crime Wait scene. Are you off the continent again? I'm in, I'm in the UK. Yeah. Off the continent. Well, that's my assigned Sorry, territory. I, 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 I let you guys scoop you up all the, these domestic stories. I really wasn't paying attention to you. And he said village and something else. And I figured you was <laughs> off the continent. So God, I'm not going to fuck with you anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> What's your crew or creepers or whatever they're called. Okay. Crew. So, this, uh, this mystery began on January 8th when the first two victims were discovered alongside one of the forest's uh, uh, roadways. And then four days later, another passerby discovered five additional bodies. The carcasses have now been removed, although there are an estimated 400,000 pet tortoises of all species in the UK. The Aldabra is rare, with only around 400 alive in all of Europe. Along with more famous, uh, the more famous Galapagos uh, tortoise, it's one of only two giant tortoise species left in the world. So this is a rare animal, seven of them found dead over the course of a couple of days in this one location in the UK. They must taste good. Uh, they no, their bodies were intact. Male, uh, no, ma- I'm saying they're almost extinct because people ate them. Male adabras grow to about 1.2 meters in length, and they weigh a quarter of a ton, and they can they, live. Yeah, you feed a family a whole year. They can live up to 200 years. Estimates are that about 150,000 of them still roam wild in their natural habitat, which is the Seashells Islands north of Madagascar. But due to their tiny geographical range and the difficulty of breeding them, which has never been achieved in Europe, the Aldabra is classified as vulnerable. So it's classified as vulnerable, and seven of them are found dead. A healthy young Aldabra specimen can fetch up to $20,000 if you're purchasing one. Really tastes good. So we have these... Rare, expensive, very difficult to uh, to take care of, and expensive to take care and of. Hard to breed, and seven of them are dead. Hard to breed, and seven of them are dead. And Woody doesn't like my story, so he's like pushing it. me. He's pushing me to <laughs> end it abruptly, which I will by saying that this is a big deal. I mean, yeah. seven very rare reptiles found dead, and, and so. If it doesn't matter to you, it matters to me, and we are going to follow this all the way through to find out who did this. I wonder if it was something maybe in the water or something with these. You know, maybe they had some kind of E. coli. Maybe some birds flew over with the Paradise Valley flowers in the poop. Okay, I I don't think the the lily of the valley, the Paradise Valley. I don't think it's going to be a lily, but but I think that they've had – uh, some unusually cold weather this winter there. Yeah, and it, these things you have to keep at a certain I mean, temperature. What certain, would be the motive to kill seven? Uh, that you, that they died of natural causes under your care and you just tried to dump them and get rid yeah, of them. I might be saying, yeah. But it shouldn't be hard to, to figure out who could have owned seven of these they rare. Yard. I thought so, you said they were in a zoo. No, I asked you about uh, your favorite 
animals in his I really wasn't paying attention. Just because I wanted to plug that into this <laughs> psychoanalysis and figure out what that means about you. That's very interesting, man. I know our fans love tortoises. That was a good one. Hey, um, yeah, you can tell how old a turtle is. Like a, a snapping turtle or any kind of turtle. Yeah, it's the there. rings on yeah, the shell. Yeah, the, the, the circles. Same the shell. thing with a tree. That's true. The rings on the tree. That's true. Each ring is a year. Yep. All right. An anaconda, you can do the same thing. Yeah. I don't know about that. The rings on the anaconda. The rings, the length of the anaconda, I'll tell you. (laughs) Tell you that. All right. We're going to go, we're going to get a little closer to to our home, and that is Monroe, Louisiana, for this Mm -hmm. next story. Monroe. That's right. And a suspected cocaine dealer. In Monroe was found hiding inside the dryer in the kitchen area when police Saturday raided the Louisiana residence. Always a good place. That's been tried before. Let me tell you, uh, and we'll get into that. Armed with a search and arrest warrant, cops arrived at a Monroe home seeking to collar Darren Pittman, 26, who had been selling crack cocaine from the two-bedroom apartment. Investigators were met by Malicia Smith. 19, who yelled several times at Pittman, her boyfriend, to come out of the residence. Uh, Smith would subsequently be arrested for obstruction, though, when she sought to keep officers from entering the property and searching it. Chad Johnson, 18, was also busted when he fought with police after arguing uh, over the validity of the search warrant. Of course, yeah, these 18-year-olds know right. all about what's yeah, legal with search he, warrants. He graduated from law school at yeah. 13. That's right. He saw a YouTube video or yeah. something. Charged with resisting obstruction and felony battery, Johnson put all the officers on the scene at great risk by interfering with that warrant. For his part, Pittman was not initially visible when cops arrived and tangled with Smith and Johnson. But the 76 uh, 766 square foot apartment did not offer an abundance of places to hide. So Monroe officer said that the cops detect movement in the kitchen before entering the apartment and Pittman was later located inside the dryer in the kitchen area where officers heard movement earlier. Uh, court filings didn't detail cause I tried to find out his height or weight or how he was able to squeeze into the dryer. However, he had to be pretty thin, I would think, and pretty mm-hmm. short to do that. Facing felony and misdemeanor drug counts, in addition to warrants charging him with a failure to appear, he's locked up in lieu of a 17000 bond, and Smith & Johnson also remain in custody. Yeah. So yeah. You remember, the last place you'd look would be the dryer. Well, that think. jail cell probably feels like a mansion to him, though. You, yeah, yeah. Right. So, compared to that dryer, yeah, I remember sure. the story we did. The, the guy that was hiding and kept hiding from the cops, and yeah. and he yeah. was doing social media posts, and he was like in a closet or some shit like that. Yeah, stupid ass people. They, well, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, you've got to be really freaking small to fit in the dryer. Well, and if dude. it's a seven hundred and sixty-six square foot apartment, a lot of times they have that stack, you know, washing yeah, machine yeah. dryer, and they're smaller than than normal. So he may have been. Really, really tiny. I wonder what the the I wonder what the police look like when they when they're looking around and you see that little circle in the dryer and there's just a face sitting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. yeah. How do you hide? You got to put like fabric softener over your <laughs> yeah, over your face or something while you're in. That had to be something. Interesting. Another dumb criminal. That's it. Right, Louisiana. Got some little guys. Apparently, yes, indeed. Oh, I'm gonna take you to. 
about as far from Monroe as you can get. And I'm probably stepping on Mike's shit here, but I don't really care. The, um, <laughs> that hurts. It, we're going to Kenyan, right? <gasps> Kenya. I, 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 I would expect that's somewhere in Africa or something. Yeah. <laughs> so suspect, suspected Kenyan cult leader and 94 other defendants have been charged with murder in connection with the deaths of more than 400 people. Oh, my God. Right? 400. 400. Kenya's Office of Public Protect Prosecution say 95 people were also charged with child torture and terrorism-related offenses, in addition to the murder charges. Paul McKenzie, the head of the purported Christian doomsday cult, has been in custody since last year. At least 429 bodies were exhumed, from the forest where McKenzie and his followers lived, according to the investigators, many of the bodies found were children who reportedly showed signs of starvation and strangulation. McKenzie moved to the forest in 2019 after his church was closed after preaching that children should not go to school. Survivors told investigators McKenzie instructed them to fast until death so they could meet Jesus. McKenzie is currently in prison for an unrelated case where he was convicted of illegally operating a film studio. Uh, McKenzie's wife is a long, yeah, my, I'm sure it was porn involved in that. McKenzie's wife is among 95 suspects facing serious charges, and the Office of uh, Public Prosecutions did not name all the defense, but say they are set to be arraigned. You know. Mm, I don't get it. You, I mean, I don't hate to call people weak minded and shit, but four hundred twenty nine. That's that's kids. I mean, look if all if there's a lot of kids dead in there, that means their parents were close by. That's a uh, to go back and look, but for uh, like cult. That's got to be. Up there. That's got to be. What, what was Jimmy Jones? I was just thinking. That's the one that I know has a triple digit number. Yeah, but I don't. He's in the hundreds, definitely. But the, uh, I don't know if I've heard of four hundred twenty nine, especially with kids. Kids. But hey, go ahead and starve yourself so you can meet Jesus. Right. Awful. Jesus right. juice. Crazy, crazy. All right, I'm gonna go to Cali. Cali, Cali. And gonna go to one of what used to be. A pretty nice place in Cali at a point in time. Not so much right now. Let's go to Oakland, where a cop said, we are so fucked. Why did he say that? He said it because he was patrolling a Chevron gas station in Oakland during the morning rush. The spot is one of three gas stations that surround Oakland Airport, which have become notorious for vehicle thefts. Within a single square mile, Cops claim criminals strike a dozen times or more per day every day, mainly targeting victims who are headed to and from the airport. Uh, important comment I want to make on, on that because I flew into this airport right. all the time because yeah. Southwest doesn't fly into SFO. They only fly into Oakland. So if you're going from L.A. or Burbank to San Francisco, you got to fly into Oakland. When you rent a car, and I don't care where you are in the country right now, folks, when you rent a car at an airport, take the gas option. Have them fill yes, the tank for you. And even if you're only going to use half a tank and you're out 30, 35, 40 bucks, you're 30, that, that's worth it for your safety because this is, uh, this is just prone for copycatting. I'm sure it already is being copied, right. but listen to what these people are doing. So the, uh, the officer, uh, 
who was picking up an overtime shift uh, to keep watch at uh, at this location, um, said that you know the epidemic is just completely out of control. That the restrictive policies passed by the city and state make it impossible to police any of this stuff. We can't do a car chase on nonviolent crime. Uh, I can't go behind the cars. Uh, I can go behind a car and turn on my lights, but why would they stop? They don't stop. Uh, the officer is simply there to try and prevent crime from taking place at just the sight of a police car, uh, hopefully being a deterrent to somebody. Less than a mile away from that Chevron, there's a shell station, and it's also plagued. Around 500 yards from that, there's another Chevron, and then there's an In-N-Out burger next to that. Those four, the three gas stations plus the In-N-Out burger, are making up what they are calling this uh, uh, this uh, single square mile of uh, the greatest amount of car thefts in the U.S. Mm. So, uh, that's pretty seriously. Crazy. If there's if there's yeah. ever advice on this show I've given anyway that people should take, if you're traveling somewhere and you rent a car, take the gas option because this is what's happening everywhere. They know and they can obviously spot. You usually have a sticker on the well, car or that, a unique no, uh, that, ID the, on the plate. The license plates are. are um, different than regular license plates yeah. only because, you know, like in Louisiana, it's numbers. And It'll three say numbers, commercial too. As, yeah, sometimes some of them will. And, but rental cars in, in Louisiana start with like A and, and or uh, whatever. They may have changed it now. But you back to it. And then, so I flew all over the country when I was doing defense consulting. And rental cars were the bane of my existence, especially with the bigger airports when you got to catch buses and another bus and whatever just to get your damn car. And you better believe I took the gas option. Right? Take the gas because option. The other thing you do, and I don't know why everybody else hasn't copied this, but national rent-a-car, the greatest thing, you make your reservation in two seconds online, you don't stop anywhere, and you just pick the you pick your car out of 100-plus right. cars that are sitting there, pick the one you want, and just drive off with yeah. it. Um, always take the always take the gas option. Listen, listen to this stat though: car theft in Oakland is up over fifty percent from last year, which was up over thirty yep. percent from the year before that. Pretty soon there won't they, be any cars left. I mean, yeah. it, or or you're going to see uh, these rental car places. Well, actually, if you don't take the insurance option, it's it's going to be on you on your policy if. Uh, uh, if somebody breaks in and steals your uh, your belongings, there you go. Right? Um, but uh, pretty pretty sad. And they've got a new mayor there. They got a lot of new mayors in these uh, in these big cities. And all that mayor's interested in is covering his ass and blaming it on the previous mayor. So <laughs> this guy's like, well, uh, uh, car theft's been on the rise since 2019, and it's dishonest for anyone to say that the crime started rising under my watch. Okay, well. What are you going to do to stop this? Right. Are you going to do anything about it or just you're covering your ass? Do not know. There you go. Oakland, California. Oakland. Home of Tony LaRusa. Oakland, California. Do <laughs> you, you think Tony lives in? John Madden <laughs> when he was coach. John Probably. Madden, that's right. Great coach. Yeah. Boom! Or whatever he'd say. Yeah. Bow! Yeah. You know, he was pretty animated. Famous for turducken. I think they it was stole. Bam. What? They what? What they steal? You know, a lot of these. They stole what's lately? Yeah, yeah, get some good look, ones. man. I a give lot, the listeners a lot of what weird stealing lately. People wanting that. All right. Uh, how about a how about a radio tower? Radio tower. Oh, I saw that. Radio tower today. All right. 
You'd never think somebody would steal a 500-foot radio tower, but it's happened. Jeez, sort man. of. A man and woman have been arrested for taking down part of the Oklahoma radio station's nearly 500-foot tower to steal copper. That's right. Yes, that, that's a big deal. A big deal. And uh, in the picture is just unbelievable. This tower, they literally, it seems like they spent more time trying to take apart the tower than the money they got out of it. But anyway, the tower located in uh, Hugo, Oklahoma, belongs to Payne Media Group Station K95.5. The radio station posted a video of the damage on Facebook following the vandalism that took place uh, January 15th. Cut the wire, cut the guy wire on one leg, and that's what brought, wait, boom. The guy wire. Oh, that's what it's called, the guy wire? God. God probably helps. It says guy, G-Y. No, that that is right. Guy wire. Guy wire? wire. I'll be damned. Cut the guy wire on one leg, and that's what brought entire top sections down. The video's narrator uh, said to Fox News, and Mike, tell people what a guy wire is. I would think it'd be guide. I think Mike's I was in the radio business for forty years, and yeah, how, I, how much, I purposely how much? stayed away from tower site locations. Yeah. Um, so I, I've never heard of somebody going to steal copper from. Uh, uh, from a radio tower, but they'll, they'll steal it from anywhere. We had yeah. we had them steal it from electrical box plants with the big ass fences around and cut in and go in and with high voltage danger and and fry themselves trying to get copper wire. Yeah, well that they took the state they had to take it off the air. Yeah, they took the station down. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And they start to kind of disassemble this this giant tower. Uh, cut hardware was shown as viewers were told how the transmission line connected to the antenna was targeted by the thieves. What they do, these copper thieves, is they cut it up in 10-foot sections. Right. Uh, so right now, we know that there's probably 8 to 10 of these 10-foot sections in the back of a truck or van, maybe. This is what we need to be looking out for. Well, you'd think, <laughs> you'd, think you'd spot 10-foot sections times 8. Uh, and they're basically asking the public for, for help uh, to find these guys. Loss of copper, a few hundred dollars. Damage to the tower and building, approximately half a million. Half a million. So a few hundred dollars in copper is what they're thinking these people are going to get out of right. it. But it's going to cost copper. to put up a new tower about a half a million Well, it's interesting. I've got to, I've got to look at it because in the, in the old days – Radio station owners own their towers and their tower sites. Yeah, Mike, uh, we're not talking about when uh, when people uh, set up smoke signals. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. But two decades ago or so, companies started consolidating and buying up towers. And oftentimes, you'll have 5, 10, 15 radio stations on the same tower mm, really? or on the, at, uh, transmitting from the top of the same big building in a in a big city, and the uh, those towers are owned by big consolidators. That's in, more, media group. That's in more rural uh, Oklahoma, so I doubt it. It's probably owned by Payne, but in a lot of cases, it's owned by uh, American Towers, one of the, uh, uh, I think, the biggest. But be interesting to see if this repeats uh, around the place because there's a lot of copper to steal. If yeah, and it's, and, it's a hot item. And God knows those towers are worth less and less. To radio yeah. to oh, that's that's yeah. why we like podcasts. <laughs> Dumb criminals.
Full of good information here. We got a dumb criminal, but this one's a little bit sad too. Um, Jasmine Actor, age 33, was tired and disgusted. First her bed and soon her entire flat had been infiltrated by nasty bedbugs. She'd had enough and she was going to do something about it. So she researched and found you could use gas phosphine to treat the apartment. Gas phosphine? Anybody? Anybody? I don't know what it was. Okay, so to create gas phosphine, you must start with aluminum phosphide, which isn't sold in the UK. So she had to import it illegally from Italy. The aluminum phosphide becomes activated by moisture to create gas phosphine, which is used as a treatment for the bed bugs. The proportions of aluminum phosphide and water need to be precise so that the gas phosphine is not dangerous to humans. Regardless, humans are still recommended to leave their home or apartment for a number of days following a treatment. After treating her flat, she made plans to stay with friends for three or four days. Well, you may recall that gas rises and uh, from your eighth grade chemistry classes, so immediately above Actor's apartment sat the flat of 11-year-old Fatia Sabrin. You can probably guess the rest, unfortunately. 11-year-old Fatia Sabrin died in December after a neighbor allegedly used an illegally imported poisonous substance to kill bedbugs in her apartment, and the dangerous gas phosphine seeped from her apartment into Fatia's above her. Um, the, The neighbor that Jasmine Actor was charged with manslaughter and importing a regulated substance following the incident. According to British Pest Control Association, Actor is accused of using three times the recommended amount of aluminum phosphide pellets to treat the bed bugs in her flat. Uh, She's going to be in court uh, next week again and horrible, tragic accident. The kind of thing that can happen when dumb people do dumb things and subsequently become dumb criminals. So some very sad banjos for the young lady who lost her life because of her irresponsible neighbor. Crazy, crazy. That's awful. I mean... That was a depressing dumb criminal. Sorry, I said it was going to be. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Bed bugs are bad, but you got to do it right. They are very bad, and and I'll tell you, one of the hardest things to get rid of from what I've been told, um, here's a tip for you. And uh, I actually did a podcast with a pest control guy one right, time, yeah, and right. he he gave me this tip, and I'm like, that's genius, and have done it ever since. But when you're traveling, the the most common way that people bring bed bugs into their home is they go to a hotel room somewhere, mm-hmm. and they put their clothes in the drawer, and then when they go back home, yeah, I've never done they that. transfer the bed bugs into the the home yeah. from the trip right, that they made, right. and look. He he didn't tell me what hotels, but he said some nice hotels. Oh, I never I, think have bad right now. Have it, them. It, I was in Vegas one time, uh, staying at uh, Elvis's hotel. Was at Westgate where he he lived, and and he died in, in the hotel. But it's the Westgate Sports. It's the Hilton, it, it's the, what was the Hilton? Right, the Westgate. So, right, right. Okay. So it's Westgate, and it was still very nice. I went there. I was on staying in business. Some in the middle of the night. I told you I'm a light sleeper. In the middle of the night, I felt something biting. I'm like, what the fuck? Was it Elvis? No, it wasn't. I may have been a ghost. Elvis would have taken a bigger bite. I did a polygraph one time on on a guy who was convinced that his wife was uh, banging the ghost of Elvis. Yeah, you you told that one. He had been on meth. Did he he pass? He he had been on meth like for two weeks. Did he pass? Anyway, so she she passed. The... um, the I, I felt a bite and I was like, what the fuck? I, and I wasn't thinking bed bugs or anything else. I go back to sleep 
and damn it, something else bit me, and I got it, and I, I got it off of me, and, and I, I didn't know what it was. I had to look it up on the fucking internet. It was a bed bug. Right. Oh, I raised three kinds of hell. I bet you and did. moved to another hotel. Yeah. Uh, well, the tip, in case anyone's interested, is you can go on uh, really Amazon or anywhere and get these, but little clothing, the plastic bags yeah. that when you buy a brand new shirt right, or something, right. they come in. You can put your clothes in those and, and seal them when you right. go on your trip. Yeah. And uh, and then after you wear them, if you're not laundering them or whatever with the hotel, if you're just bringing them back to do that, you can put them in Ziploc bags. Yeah. Bring them back home. And I just you think you can I still just stack always, them in a drawer. I always leave way. my shit in my suitcase because I'm too, too lazy to unpack them. So we love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you for liking, listening, sharing, and just really appreciate you. Absolutely. Another great episode. Oh, I guess we'll wait till Friday's show to do the uh, – Picks for this weekend. Oh shit! I so um, might take barter on the we'll take the Saints. Like, yeah. Well, it's all about the it's Saints. all about the NFL script. So it's I'm taking the Cowboys. They are nice <laughs> convinced the NFL is well. They are they are they the ratings for the Super Bowl. This will this will either prove or disprove my theory because the ratings for the Super Bowl will be a lot higher if Kansas City's in it because they'll get all the Taylor Swift fans to watch the Super Bowl yeah. that would normally not if the Ravens win. And let's face it, the Ravens are the better team right I now. Agree. They I should win, do. and it's home. If they don't, if, if they don't long. win, we should be suspicious. I went to a, uh, a WWE uh, slate of matches like 12 years ago when the kids were small and they were really into Raw and the WWE stuff. And we had some special passes uh, because I shared an agent with uh, a guy called The Miz. Yep. Remember The Miz? The rest yep. of As we're lined up to go in there, there are all of these people holding scripts that are trying to get you to uh, to share the so they they write parts for different characters and are uh, continuously trying to sell their story to the WWE for the uh, for the characters. I, I was blown away by it. In fact, the Miz took one of them yeah. from a guy. He looked at he he looked at the first two pages of it or so and said, "Yeah." I'll, I'll take this and and took it. I don't know if he ever huh. he ever did it, but I guess they run uh, stories. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't know if they're crowdsourcing NFL stories. Maybe I should write a story for what should happen this weekend and yeah. and send it in. Well, you got Dallas wrong. There's a conspiracy there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. I switch. <laughs> well, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Aglets.